A young perspective on hot button issues around the world. This is the Hub. Hello and welcome to the Hub on CGTN. I'm Guan in Baku, the capital city of Azerbaijan. Over the years, China and Azerbaijan are forging closer economic ties with connectivity and infrastructure playing a key role. The Alat Economic Free Zone is considered a pilot project between the two countries. What projects are in the pipeline in this economic free zone? What is it doing to attract Chinese investors? My guest today is Vale Valasgolov, the chairman of the board of the Alat Economic Free Zone. President Alasgolov, thank you for your time. It's great to be in Baku. It's a beautiful city, and this is an even beautiful, more beautiful port. Um, so congratulations, first of all. I want to begin by asking you about the utility of this Alat Free Economic Zone. It is huge. It is very strategically located. Um, can you first of all tell us a bit about uh, the utility of this port, how it is connecting trade, commerce, especially between China and Azerbaijan? Well-developed transport and logistics infrastructure that allows our clients to carry out export-import operations in order to ensure the successful functioning of their businesses in the Alat Free Economic Zone is one of the important conditions for the attractiveness of Alat Free Economic Zone for foreign investors, including, of course, Chinese investors. And, of course, location of Alat Free Economic Zone at the intersection of international transport corridors both the middle corridor and the north-south corridor in the vicinity of the Baku International Sea Trade Port along with legislative tax, customs and other incentives and benefits make that free economic zone even more attractive for investors. Like you mentioned, Mr. President, it is an ecosystem that really draws people here from around the world. Um, can you tell us a bit about those incentives, those benefits specifically uh, catering to international investors? Second, but not less important reason for attractiveness of Alat Free Economic Zone for investors is a unique legislative framework for the establishment, development, and successful functioning of Alat Free Economic Zone. And of course, a wide package of fiscal and non-fiscal incentives, benefits that are provided to businesses established by investors in a lateral economic zone. A lateral economic zone legislations consist of law of the Republic of Azerbaijan on the lateral economic zone, adopted by the parliament and signed by the president of the Republic of Azerbaijan as prevailing law of the Republic of Azerbaijan and internal regulations of Alat Free Economic Zone issued by the Alat Free Economic Zone Authority. And these internal regulations are integral part of Alat Free Economic Zone legislation. And the law of the Republic of Azerbaijan on the Alat Free Economic Zone declares that Alat Free Economic Zone legislation, which, as I said before, consists of Alat Free Economic Zone law and Alat Free Economic Zone internal regulations taking precedence over base economy legislation. And in addition to that, Alat Free Economic Zone legislation clearly declares that base economy authorities shall not have any jurisdiction 
in the Free economic zone and shall not have any power to regulate or oversee the activities of Free economic zone authority or legal entities of Free economic zone. It means businesses established by our clients, foreign investors in Free economic zone and owners of these businesses, their creditors and their employees. And only Alat Free Economic Zone Authority, an independent regulatory body, is responsible for the exact implementation of the Alat Free Economic Zone legislation in the interests of businesses established by our clients, by foreign investors, in Alat Free Economic Zone. And in addition to that, we are providing to our investors and businesses established by them in Arat Free Economic Zone, a package of fiscal and non-fiscal incentives, including exemption from any corporate tax, exemption from any customs duties and taxes on import to Arat Free Economic Zone or export from Arat Free Economic Zone, no personal income tax for local employees, no restrictions on currency transaction or profit repatriation, on-site one-stop shop business, appraisal, licensing, permitting, etc. Uh, business center without any involvement of any state or governmental uh, authorities or bodies, agencies. And uh, assistance in finding local skilled personnel and other incentives and benefits. In addition to that, we are ready to provide to our clients, foreign investors, industrial land plots with ready-to-use off-site and on-site infrastructure and utilities and offices to lease. Of course, different economic zones have different priorities and focuses. Yeah. Uh, we learned that uh, Alat economic zone uh, has a lot of export-driven, high-value-added companies, also internationally traded um, service companies. Can you tell us a bit about the main industries of the Alat uh, Free economic zone. The official opening ceremony of the first stage of Alat Free Economic Zone uh, development took place just two weeks ago, but we already have uh, registered in Alat Free Economic Zone businesses engaged in production of, for example, wide range of medical products, special purpose pumps with electrical drive or special coating widely used by, uh, in the construction of residences and uh, hotels, industrial buildings, etc., etc., and other buildings and structures, production of home appliances and other industries. Some of them start construction of their premises in Alatra Economic Zone, some in the process of detailed planning and the list of businesses established in Alatra Economic Zone is expanding and will continue to expand. I am sure that in the nearest future, companies, investors from China will also be on this list. Mm -hmm. People have been talking a lot about the grain growth transitioning uh, away from the fossil fuel into renewable energy sources and China emerged as a leader in this respect, uh, if you think about it, more electric cars are rolling off the Chinese electric power plants than, than even Germany. Um, 
So in this regard, uh, in terms of the green products and uh, businesses, are there any incentives and policies particularly tailoring to uh, such kind of companies from China? As far as I know, foreign investors are currently implementing two major projects in Azerbaijan, solar and wind power plants. The volume of investments in which amounts to several hundred million dollars. And would it have been uh, possible to implement such projects if an attractive investment environment had not been established in the Azerbaijan, in the country? Of course not. And the presence of an attractive investment environment as well as huge uh, renewable energy resources made Azerbaijan so attractive for investors. Few words about any collaboration or potential for co collaboration between China and Azerbaijan in the renewable energy sector. As far as I know, a well-known Chinese company, producer of wind farms, equipment, already participated in one of the two above-mentioned projects. If we will take into account the huge potential of renewable energy sources of Azerbaijan, and especially wind energy sources, those capacity exceeds 150 gigawatts. It opens up huge business prospects in Azerbaijan for foreign, including, of course, Chinese investors, companies, specializing in the production of equipment, design, construction of wind farms. But there are some details, problems that may, and I am sure that will have some negative impact on the timing and cost of implementing wind energy projects. These are problems that will arise in process of transportation of large-sized components of wind farms from China or Europe to Azerbaijan. And all practice and statistics shows that economic efficiency and profitability of each individual wind farm depends on its capacity, higher capacity, higher economic efficiency and profitability. For example, individual one wind farm with a capacity of 18 megawatts requires the installation of heavier longer, larger generator and at the higher and significantly, significantly longer blades that will be required for 8 or 10 megawatts wind farm. And this makes the transportation of more larger elements, components of more productive wind farms even more problematic, of course. There is a solution, production of at least large-sized components of wind farms in a lat-free economic zone in the vicinity of the wind farms installation sites. And I am sure that this is the optimal solution for everyone who are interested to invest in green energy projects in Azerbaijan. We know that President Ilham Aliyev attended the opening ceremony of the first stage of this Aleppo uh, free economic zone. Uh, what does that mean to this economic zone? If we will take into account that Aleppo free economic zone project is an important part of the general policy of the president and 
government of Azerbaijan to develop uh, knowledge-based, diversified, export-oriented, and internationally competitive economy, creating high added value based on a world-class attractive business environment. Of course, without the personal initiative and support of the project of Alat Free Economic Zone by President Ilham Aliyev, this project cannot be as successful as planned. And Chinese should know better than anyone else how significant the role of the country's leader in, is in the implementation of such ambitious projects. And I hope you and your audience remember the history of establishment and development of Shikou Industrial Zone in Shenzhen, the first processing industrial zone for exports in the Chinese mainland, and real test tube of economic reforms and opening up policy in a real sense. And Chinese economic reform started there. Is it possible without the personal participation and support of great politician and reformer, Mr. Deng Xiaoping? Of course not. Is it possible to lead China into a new era, prioritizing high quality opening up without President Xi Jinping? Of course not. Therefore, without the personal initiative, and support of President Ilham Aliyev, the successful implementation of the Alat Free Economic Zone project as one of the most important components of the modernization of the entire economy of the Azerbaijan, as I said early, earlier, would have been impossible. In addition, the establishment and development of such a large-scale economic development center as the Alat Free Economic Zone at the intersection of the Middle Corridor and the North-South Corridor will be an additional incentive for both the development of the Alat Free Economic Zone and development of this Middle Corridor. Therefore, President Ilham Aliyev support of the Alat Free Economic Zone development should be considered in a much more broader context. How do you see the synergy between China's continued economic growth and the future plans of the Alat Free Economic Zone? Be sure that uh, in the next decade, the Alat Free Economic Zone will become one of the most important industrial and economic center of the Middle Corridor. And Chinese companies, businesses interested in exporting their goods to the countries of the Caspian region, to the countries of Black Sea and Mediterranean Sea basins, and to other European countries, not bordering of these seas, I am sure will be widely represented in the Alat Free Economic Zone because we are providing to our clients, to foreign investors, a very attractive package of legislative and fiscal and non-fiscal incentives. And my message to Chinese investors, Chinese 
businesses welcome to office. President Alaskonov, thank you so much. I hope there will be more business opportunities, more deals between China and Azerbaijan. Be sure. Two great friends, two great business partners. Be sure. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Focus, focus on what's relevant in China and the world. Bridge the, bridge the gap between what you know and what you want to know. This is The Hub. However well-traveled you are, chances are the Eastern European state of Moldova might not have been ticked off your list. Having a very unique location situated in between Romania and Ukraine, Moldova has a very important role to play strategically and politically. Now, in light of the war in Ukraine, how does Moldova position itself? And how is the country planning to enhance its partnership with China? Our guest today is Vladimir Bolia. He's the Deputy Prime Minister of Moldova. He's also the Minister of Agriculture and Food Industries. Here's my conversation with him. All right, Deputy Prime Minister Bolia, um, we want to welcome you to Beijing, China, and welcome to The Hub on CGTN. Greetings. I'm delighted to be here, and I appreciate the invitation. We're marking the 31st anniversary of the diplomatic relations between China and Moldova. In your opinion, what are the highlights of bilateral cooperation, especially in the food and agriculture sector? Indeed, we are very pleased to see that since 1992, Moldova and China have developed friendly relations in the diplomatic, economic and social spheres. There are many cooperative projects between the two countries. We know China has achieved many successes in the agricultural sector, such as intensive agriculture, energy conservation, the construction of grain storage facilities, and the livestock industry. China has a lot of successful experience in agricultural technology and seed cultivation, so we are interested in having more Moldovan and Chinese research companies connecting and cooperating. There is broad space for agriculture cooperation between the two countries. We understand that bilateral trade increased by 3-4% a year on year, which is remarkable uh, considering COVID and other factors. Um, do you see complementarity when it comes to agricultural and trade uh, cooperation between our two countries? Because agriculture is crucially important for China and for your country. Yes, the trade volume between the two countries is indeed increasing, but not as much as expected. I think trade growth should be higher, which is in the common interest of Chinese and Moldovan companies and people. Many Chinese people and businesses have raised proposals for Moldova, and Moldovan companies are also willing to expand the current scope of cooperation. I have said repeatedly that both sides should engage in dialogue for mutual benefits, so we are very interested in starting dialogue between the economic entities because it is they who are conducting the business activities, not the countries. Uh, we have a, a set of numbers here um, that I want to share with you. You should know this better than I do. Agriculture accounts for 10% of Moldova's GDP. Um, at some point in the 90s, it was even 20%. To put that in perspective, it accounts for only 5.4% of America's GDP and 1.4% of the European Union's GDP. Um, just how important is agriculture sector, which you oversee in your country? 
And um, really, what are, the, what are the potentials for cooperation in this regard? The 10% figure merely represents the share of agricultural raw materials. If you include the food processing sector, agriculture accounts for 24% of our GDP. That's the share of agriculture and food processing in our economic output. Moldova is an agricultural country, and we regard agriculture as the main direction of national economic development. We are interested in attracting more economic entities from all over the world to invest in the food processing industry in Moldova. We are very interested in the production of processed foods such as pasta, pastry and bread using raw materials from Moldova. Moldova should transition from exporting seeds, corn and raw grain to exporting manufactured food products. Therefore, we want to propose to the Chinese Minister of Agriculture to encourage more Chinese companies that are interested and experienced in this area to come to Moldova and invest here. Minister Balia, we're marking the 10th anniversary of the Belt and Road Initiative, first proposed by the Chinese President Xi Jinping in Astana, Kazakhstan. Ten years on, how do you look at this initiative and uh, are there any projects in your country that is making a difference? We think highly of the Belt and Road Initiative. We are aware that it was launched in 2013 and we believe is very meaningful as it connects many countries. It's regrettable that some projects are yet to be completed. However, when they are eventually completed, I think there will be more cooperation in the economic, cultural and tourism sectors among the countries and economic entities covered by the initiative. Most Importantly, it will naturally improve relations among these countries. It's a great initiative and we need to support and develop it. Even as a landlocked country, Moldova has a well-developed network of rivers and streams all draining south to the Black Sea. And with most of its territory lying between the Dniester and Prut rivers, Moldova is highly forested with fertile soil and moderate climate, thus yielding various agricultural products including grapes, winter wheat, corn and dairy. Meet the largest wine cellar in the world. According to the Guinness Book of Records, the Moldovan wine collection ranks first in scale with almost 2 million bottles of wine. In 2019, a 10-kilometer race took place right here in this record-breaking cellar. Among other things, wine and grape take a significant share in Moldova's exports to China, exceeding 5.7 million US dollars in 2022. And China has been one of the fastest-growing markets for Moldovan wine. What is it about the Moldovan wine that made it stand out? What made it different from wines in the region and around the world. We are looking forward to China showing increased interest in Moldovan red wine. Moldovan wine is really of exceptional quality. In 2022, there were 210 wine manufacturing companies in Moldova. Our wine has won more than 5,000 medals in international and European competitions, including over 500 goals. This speaks volumes about the excellent quality 
and exquisite taste of our wine. We hope that our bilateral economic cooperation in this field will enter a new phase of development. We are also very interested in exporting other products. Some agricultural products that China imports from other countries are also cultivated excellently in Moldova. We are very keen on exporting cherries, which are of superior quality as well as plums and dried plums. So, there are many agricultural products that we can collaborate on with our Chinese partners. As the Deputy Prime Minister, also Minister of Agriculture, how do you look at China's experience in securing food for its 1.4 billion people, lifting 800 million people out of poverty in the span of just 40 years, resolving the issue of feeding such a big population. How do you look at all this? And it's really China's path towards modernization with resolving the food issue at its core. This is impressive and a great achievement. It shows that Chinese agricultural technology is very advanced and we are highly interested in learning from the experience of Chinese scientists as we intend to transition from extensive agriculture to intensive agriculture. Moldova is able to meet its own food needs. About 65% to 70% of our food production is for export. We have a small population and we have the land for production, but we also help to increase productivity. China's achievements demonstrate its high productivity. We hope to learn from Chinese experts in this area, share experience and find areas of focus to improve productivity. In short, China has many aspects worth studying and learning from. Deputy Prime Minister Vladimir Bolia, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you very much for the invitation. Now, thank you so much for tuning in this episode of The Hub on CGTN. I'm Wang Guan in Beijing. I'll see you again next time. The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Minxing was a native of Hanyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America.